everybody. Welcome to episode 229 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and um, we have a very special guest today. We do. Finally. Finally. Um, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we'll get to chatting. Hello, I'm a very special guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that. They, they, uh, they, they made me uh, say that. <laughs> we paid uh, to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I my name's Colin Black. I am a uh, little indie filmmaker over here, and uh, I'm excited to talk with you all today. Nice. Now you're you're based out of LA, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, I live in uh, the city of uh, Angles, as yes. I believe is what they <laughs> claim it to yeah. be called. Um, I used to I used to live in Chatsworth, actually, up in the valley. Back when it was like the porn oh. capital. Yeah. Right? It may still be. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um a lot of good that did you sir yeah well you know yeah you know i met a lot of good people and um yeah (laughs) it's a great time in my life and now you're just doing everything yourself Mm -hmm. um yeah so i i had actually found colin's work on uh, on tiktok and then uh started checking out his stuff so Uh we we Uh wanted to have you on the show because uh i like one of the 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 biggest shows for especially for Paul since he does a lot of the technical stuff on our films was Film Riot um, that was like a, a massive show for learning and DIY and how to get things done for less and and how to do you know how to how to pull these tricks off in 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 the indie world and your channel reminds me so much of that hmm. yeah uh, I mean thank you for saying that but like they were a huge inspiration uh, when I was coming up and learning filmmaking. Like them, Indie Mogul, mm-hmm. um, uh, Freddie Wong, uh, Corridor Digital. Like the, all those people were a huge inspiration to me uh, growing up. And so that like doing these like educational TikToks of how I do things is in in, in you know I'm kind of tapping into like a film riot uh, kind of thing and. Uh, it's been it's been fun to do. I'm glad that it's uh, caught some attention. Um, I, I put all the work into making the short films, and then the thing that gets popular is the thing that is me making the short film. Yeah, uh, of, yeah, it's funny yeah. because yeah. Mo- most of our online successful things, I'm using air quotes, have been the ones that are always just like a joke or you know mm-hmm. things that we don't put a lot of uh effort into just we do it for like a skit almost and those are always the yeah. ones that yeah resonate it's always the thing you don't think is going to get popular gets yeah. popular yeah yeah uh, it's always like uh i don't know what this says for me as a screenwriter i guess but it's always the the script that i put the least thought into that seems to do the best and also it's always comedies uh, you yeah. know, skits, comedies are, are easier for skits and uh, it just kind of seems to be the go to genre for that. But I like writing dark dramas, but what we've gotten the most attention for is always the comedy. So I'm like, all right, yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess I'll yeah. do another one of those. But um, yeah, your skits, I mean, you know, just the, the effects in it are so good you know they're just they're really good and and we're we're really transparent um and we're we're, we're the first persons to say hey what a, that thing that we did is garbage you know or we messed up here we messed up <laughs> there so uh n- nobody can critique us harder than we can but 
um, you know, a lot of times you see certain effects and you're like, yeah, that just still doesn't look right or whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, I think adding the comedic effect, too, is 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 also really helpful. I mean, I think it was uh, to spy for. Was that, yeah. uh, you know, something like that? And you do a lot of 48 hour uh, the film competitions, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I've done I've done a handful of those. I've, I'm kind of slowing down on 48-hour film challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like doing them just because uh, I've done like six or seven of them. And they are always really fun to do. And I love the creative challenge. And also, like, sometimes it's better to just like, okay, don't let's not even think about this thing. Let's just make it and just go. And it's also there's something to say about like doing something that's contained and like your brain is working on that thing like the whole weekend, you mm -hmm. know, you're not pausing to think about, Oh, I got to pay taxes or pausing right. to pay like, you know, uh, but you know, to spy for <clears throat> is, you know, I did it in 48 hours. So the effects aren't as good as they could be, but um, it's still it, like it works for what it is, you know, Absolutely, yeah. The context of the comedy and the context of that it's a 48 people will take it with a grain of salt and that that's kind of like the beauty of the effects that i do it's like none of them if you look really hard are very good i just know all the tricks to like go okay if you look at it for just like that few seconds it's on it's good yeah um yeah. and you know it's all about uh lying to your audience and tricking to your audience that you're good uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not, you're not actually good. You're, uh, you're just tricking people into thinking you're good. You make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're 100% here for the farce. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about lying. It's, a, that's what filmmaking is, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't think <laughs> I most, most people outside of, um, people like us really don't care about that side of it so much, you know, out of the thousands and thousands of views that you may get, you know, you'll get a couple hundred maybe that care about how it's made. Um, yeah. Just, you know, in the, con like in the confines of, of your casual YouTube viewer or even a film fest or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge sucker for behind the scenes stuff, any kind of how to's and, and stuff, because I love to see how people do things and, because it's all learning, right? You know, if, if I see somebody that did something that I was impressed by, I can see how that was made and vice versa. You know, if I did something and I said, this is how I did it. And someone can say, Hey, there's, there's a much easier way to do that. FYI. And this is how you, you know, so I think it, it really kind of ignites that two way conversation that you can have regarding, um, you know, your craft. And, and I think that that conversation is so vital for all of us as a community to kind of keep moving forward. You know, yeah. it almost sounded smart. <laughs> <laughs> almost. But it's so true, you know, like I, I've learned everything um, that I know from the internet, you yeah. know, and other yeah. people. And so that's... Um, well, I mean, that 100%, it's like, you know, I, I'm sure that like you can look back on uh on amber right and uh, and say like oh i could have done this or that better 
right? But like when we I we did that go before we the... submitted this festival, so yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, but when we go to festivals, people that don't know how to how to do graphics and they don't know how to do uh, any of these effects, you know, they think it's amazing. Yeah. Because because they don't know how to do it. But I'm sure I'm like, like it's not amazing. You just see the shoulder, you know, and it's like yeah, the thing. Someone... It's like yeah, the, the arm <laughs> joint wasn't pro, you know, properly rigged, so I had to cheat it. And but they don't. Luckily, those people if are never sells, the sells, people that yeah. would know that are never at film festivals, so right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Exactly, exactly. You're you're leveraging, um, like because I don't know, like whenever you make a something, you're you're always going to look at it in the lens that you made it and how it was made. Mm-hmm. But most people aren't coming in to a, a short film or or whatever you made, knowing exactly how you made it, and you're just really like. Like you're just you can see all the harsh edges, but they're not going to see that first. And like most people don't care as much as you do about the thing that you made. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like not in a, that's a cynical way of putting it. But like they, they're not you put a, a lot of love and a lot of care into it. And you're like, oh, did you see that little thing in the background? They're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Yep. Um, you know, but that's just the harsh truth of it. As long as you can entertain somebody and like they enjoyed themselves, I think you did a good job, Mm. you know? Um, and, and, and it, you know, all those little things are, uh, just fun for you, right? you know, to fix. I'm working on a short film right now and I'm in the stages of like redoing (laughs) everything, like doing all the, redoing the effects because I'm like, oh, somebody's going to notice that thing in the background that nobody's going to notice. And, uh, but you know, it's easy fixes, but it's stuff that I would get annoyed by if I rewatched it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you find, do you find now that, that you have like more people following you that do you have people that are being a bit more critical yeah. Did you have people that are like, I yeah. could actually see the edge of that flame there that was cut off or, you know. Like, you probably you get getting... that from day one. You're always going to have people that are, yeah. like, judgmental. Well, we're yeah, judgmental. No, that... I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, but we're judgmental oh, to too. ourselves. We're we judgmental. No, no one's, no, it's fair game, including ourselves. <laughs> That's how. Yes. Yeah, whenever I watch a short film, I'm always like, ugh, sh- they could have done that better. But it's really jealousy that I didn't make a good short film. Like, right. good, as good of a short film, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I now that I'm getting more, uh, a little bit more of a following, um, it there is those people who are like, oh, <laughs> you could have just done this. And you're yeah. like, uh-huh. What it, what, <laughs> you, then you do it. Right. You know? Yeah, right, uh, right. <laughs> Uh, but like as long, I don't know. I was on YouTube in like 2010 as like a little chubby kid who like, uh, was uploading videos. I got way harsher stuff than nobody can ever top that. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2010 was awful for me, uh, for the, for the comment section. (laughs) Like if you just read those comments, just vitriol, you know, it's just awful. So like now, if somebody's like, "Oh, your short film didn't have the the uh, emotional breadth that I wanted it," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, right." <laughs> yeah. We filmed this in two days, that. all right. Like, get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone's a critic, right? Actually, on yeah. that on that topic, I wanted I I wondered. Um, so, do you, you write your own stuff as well? Correct. Yes, I do. Okay, so. Um, I, I wonder, like, we've always we've always flirted with the idea of doing, like, a 48-hour. Unfortunately, we are both cast and crew, so it's a lot harder for us. Uh, we don't have mm-hmm. a lot of people that can help us with stuff, so those the, the, those types of projects would be tough. But 
I think sometimes when when I hear the the, uh, the basically the, the the limitation or whatever for the for the storyline, where they'll say, okay, well, you have to have uh, a, a a glass bottle. It has to be at night, and somebody sneezes, and it's like, okay, you have to write a story around that. As crazy as those sound, and and how you know as asinine as they may sound sometimes, I wonder, do you find those confines to be helpful? Because I. When I'm thinking of a script, it's like, I think I have the script and then I have 400 sides of my brain that's like, you can go in 30 different directions with this. And then it mm -hmm. becomes like a cheesecake factory menu where it's like, this is overwhelming. And now I don't know what direction to go in. But even if the confines are weird, does do you find that helpful where it's like, well, this is the story I have to write? Yeah, no, it, it's definitely helpful. I... Having those like, well, okay, we know we have to make this genre or, oh, we know we have to make this kind of thing. Uh, it's always easier to put yourself in a box so then you can spread your wings in that box. Mm -hmm. So like uh, the I remember like we like I had this team, we, we did this 48 and it was really good. And we were like, yeah, let's do this again. And we didn't it wasn't a 48. We were just writing something together. And then we were just in the room kind of like talking ideas because we had no confines. And we were it took us way longer to come up with a script than it did, the you know, yeah. for the 48. And we were like, why are we just not creative? It's like, no, we just didn't put ourselves in a box. Yeah. You know, we didn't yeah. say, OK, we're making this. We're making that, you know. And, you know, it, it does, but there are the things that are like, uh, into Spy 4, it was like, you must add a secret ingredient. And I, and like, that's probably my least favorite part of the film <laughs> that I had to ham fist that in there. Yeah. And like, I think we had for that one, it was an actor. So we're like, okay, an actor. And then we got uh, dark comedy and I've always wanted to make like an action spy film. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to make it a spy film. Um, and so... For that one, I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if an actor is just trying to get into the SAG and he's going to do anything he wanted to to get into SAG, but it turns out it was not SAG. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and so, it, you know, it's this, uh, uh, it's very uh, thought-provoking film about uh, how actors are vapid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I felt but, uh, the emotional breath of that piece, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah played brilliantly by my friend jacob rice yeah i you know i i um, it's just uh the quality and everything of your work is really good good and, and again i don't want to compare it because it is its own thing but you know uh we just always love hearing from people that do stuff. We had ryan connolly on the show and we loved hearing about when things went wrong you know because you always you always assume that these things are kind of only happening to I me. Mean, you know, things go wrong on other sets, but I, I'm always curious to know what, what, like what shoe has dropped on somebody's set and how they recover from that. Um, has the, is there anything that, that has hit one of your productions that was completely unexpected or and like, how did you kind of get over that? Yeah. Uh, great question. I think, uh, I've never had a problem on set. Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we found one. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. I've never, everything has gone perfectly every time. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I think one of the worst things that ever happened, I made a, I don't know if you've seen it, abduction production. Mm -hmm. And it's one of my favorite things I've made. But what happened was we were filming on this camera. We were filming on like the Black Magic Ursa. And apparently I've learned after the fact that that, particular camera at that particular um uh rental house 
was had a tendency to lose footage. Oh, and sweet. It's its only job, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So we shot the whole short film and we lost, like I put it on the hard drive. It was there. And then the morning I woke up to like, look at the footage, obviously, because I'm like, ooh, what do we got? Uh, what 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 things I have to fix in post? Uh, but <laughs> but what I found out was I had to do everything in post because all, like I think half the footage was missing. Oh god! Uh, and I already put all this money into it. Uh, I was not a happy man. Uh, my producer was there in the room with me, and uh, he he can attest that that was I was not a I wasn't angry, but I was very sad. <laughs> and how we? But the thing was, I do think it was a blessing disguise because like. I reshot it and I had chance to like rewrite some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't great for the wallet, but yeah, sure. it did become a better film because of it. And like the DP that I worked with that first time, he kind of from that first week kind of like figured out my tone and rhythm. And so he got a little bit better the next couple times, right? Mm. Yeah. So. It, it worked out in favor. It was just, that was probably the worst thing that has ever happened. One time we had a, a camera erase footage um, because I pushed the erase <laughs> button, but that's that's a whole other story. Because you Cause I, reused a card yeah. without labeling it properly? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, Mark your cards, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's, lo- losing the footage is awful. That's the... It's not very fun, no. uh, but I. But on the set, there was multiple problems. That there's always just little problems that you have to solve. Like, mm-hmm. oh, somebody didn't bring this thing, and like, oh, okay, I gotta. But I think that's the fun part about filmmaking for me yeah, is the that. problems that come up, you know, come, and then you can fix them and like problem solve. Because that's like the puzzleness of it, where you're like, oh, I can't. You know, oh, there's this, and, and like a lot of people, are like, oh, we don't know what to do, and I'm like, no, you do this, 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 and and it's good. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel smart. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that's all it is. Like filmmaking for me is just trying to feel smart. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. about art or anything, or it's, trying to entertain people. It's about that's the being first time smart. I've ever heard of ego in filmmaking. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Yeah. You mean yeah. ego from Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Right. 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 Um, <laughs> so I th- one of one of the the um, I guess like tutorials that you had was where like you did the fake dirt or the grave rather. Um, mm. And yeah. I really, I really enjoy stuff like this because I think, you know, it's really common in, uh, in, in our level, I guess I'd say budget wise that, you know, to just be like, well, dirt's free, right? Let's just film in dirt. But it does come with uh, there, there's the initial like ick, right? It's just, there's bugs mm-hmm. and there's crop living in there and who wants to lay their head down on that. But you know, there's also being able to manipulate your lighting and, uh, you know, be able to work with textures in a way that you wouldn't be able to if you're out in the open, because, you know, you've got a lot of elements and things that can get in the way of that. Um, but I, yeah. I really liked that tutorial. I thought that was really cool. Like just being able to be like, okay, because I, I, again, I don't think that somebody outside <laughs> of uh, the business would, and and I and I mean, even like it would have to be somebody who's really, really, you know, got a good eye. I think that most people would just think like, oh, they filmed in a hole somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we had a we had a guest on uh, that we were so impressed that we found out after the fact when the conversation was over that a scene that they had of a frozen lake that they actually couldn't get a frozen lake and they had to make one. 
Um, and we wow. would have never in a million years thought that the lake in that scene, we thought yeah. like, okay, maybe obviously the close-ups might have been like in a studio because it, you know, you can fake it and have the, you know, fake ice in there and stuff. But uh, they just literally dug a hole in a field and then lined it and filled it <laughs> and filmed oh, this wow. scene of this person falling into this frozen lake. And uh, we had no freaking idea. Mm. And I think it was a panic That's moment so cool. for them, too, where they were, like, not expecting it. And they were like, yeah. what can we do? They're like, let's dig a hole. Yeah. Uh, no. uh, and <laughs> I mean, was, that's kind of our, our rule of thumb, right? When in doubt, dig, dig a, a hole. hole. Yeah. 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 But it was uh, it's a film on, on uh, Netflix called Red Dot. And, uh, you know, so, oh, okay. yeah, it was like a, you know, it's a, a film that had more money than we would ever have for a production. And so we were just so impressed by that. Like, oh, wow, there was, you know, crazy shit that goes down that. Uh, and we know this on every set. I love watching like high budgeted films. When I see a mistake, I'm like, yes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you but made that mistake perfect. at a hundred million dollars. We're yeah. OK. <laughs> but I think it's 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 such a good thing to to be kind of comfortable with especially ideally as you grow in your career and kind of move up and you know you know you're you're problem solving with your own money or maybe a little bit of backers money or whatever but um when you get an actual budget and you're now you're problem solving for you know five hundred thousand dollars and people need to investors need to know that that you're gonna be you're gonna remain cool and calm under that kind of pressure and not ruin a whole entire shoot because of that so i think that that skill set is so important and so kind of um, you're not gonna like oh russell on set yeah <laughs> trying to make magic yeah. here <laughs> no i i 100 agree you know i come from like uh you know rural ohio where and I, I i wasn't very uh rich as a kid you know uh so like all the stuff that i did came from like Okay, like me learning effects and me learning how to problem solve all came from, you know, not having the money to do the big stuff. But I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, let me try to do it, though. You know, and, and I think there is, you know, those tricks. And I mean, you'd be surprised, like, what actual film sets, like, how many, like, small little tricks they do mm -hmm. that you would think, like, oh, yeah. You know, they oh they did put trash back like they use a shower curtain for the diffusion for the shot because they mm -hmm. needed another diffusion. You know, yep. it, it it's interesting to hear that you know it it doesn't stop being you know gorilla. It you know it keeps going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved. Um, um, I don't know if you follow David Sandberg on YouTube. Oh yes, I love him. Yeah, but he has such great things where he's talking about how these tricks they had to use to pull off stuff on Shazam, which is a multi-million dollar movie and they're you know having to roto out people on the background of the shot because there's crew in yeah. the shot and stuff and so um you know it's always kind of reassuring to kind of hear that <laughs> stuff yeah no i pony smasher is on youtube i believe mm -hmm. is a, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the best channel like he he's one of my favorite directors just because of what he does like yeah. where he he feels he just he gives off information because like a lot of filmmaking is gate kept, you know, and mm -hmm. they don't like telling how things work. But he kind of like talks about that one, the part that like nobody talks about. Yeah. Which is, you know, when you're in a big film, you, you know, they they want to have the illusion that everything is great and, you know, and it's smart and rich, but, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're rich and every problem solved. But um, it's it's nice that somebody can be down to earth and talk about it, you know. Yeah. 
yeah that's great like he had he had done shazam and then i think during the pandemic he sat at home and made some short films with his wife on a black magic camera and so like yeah you know that kind of spirit i think i would love to see more of in in hollywood as it were yeah because you can just tell he loves making stuff yeah yeah and that and that's that's how like whenever you're an audience member you can just feel it like if like the director loves what they did you know Mm um uh but yeah i that is what your that is what your work reminds me of i think that's what what i was drawn to so much was that this isn't just somebody doing like making tutorials for the sake of making tutorials it's like this person actually likes filmmaking and likes what they do and i think that you know we've seen this so many times and when we go to festivals and we'll watch stuff and it's like you can tell when a movie was made just to be made and Mm. not because it was something they wanted to make it's just like well we have to make something else and we want we're we're hoping to get laurels and we're hoping to get awards and that's it look we all would love that right you know that that sounds wonderful and the laurels are great and the awards are great but you don't always get that and i i don't um i never want to set that up you know that the success uh of 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 something that i wrote is based on how many laurels we can get because it's so subjective anyway um but uh i i wonder do you submit a lot a lot of your work to film festivals um i do i i i have had like not all of them because i've made like abduction production which uh i i did submit that to festivals i was like okay that's the good one Mm. but of course it's a little bit too long it's like 17 minutes which is unfavorable there's a lot of like little things you can do to you know actually get into festivals and mm-hmm. making your short film the shortest it can be is yep. a really easy way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, they don't really like the long like i i don't know how many emails i got like hey we really wanted to put this into the festival but it just didn't fit into our program yeah. and it's yeah. like okay you know it, like even i'm i went to school in uh ohio university uh and i submitted it to the they have an athens film festival it's uh, kind of like a big deal there mm-hmm. and i didn't get into that and i was like come on <laughs> i know local. you guys <laughs> yeah i'm looking and they're like and like the i even know the couple people who are like you know judging that and they were like it just didn't fit in man i was like okay <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yep they didn't have like a comedy section which was weird to me hmm. oh um, that's so bizarre also comedies Inter- like the way I like because like it was a black and white comedy which can probably you know I don't know I wanted to make something that I liked which mm-hmm. was you know a, a homage to those old you know 1950s B-movies uh, sci-fi films but make it a comedy so I I, I had fun with it you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that it didn't get I mean it got into festivals and it won a, a couple things and that was nice but at the end of the day, it didn't really do much. Um, yeah. 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 And I think that's, for me. that's something that's really important. Um, especially knowing that at the level that you're at, um, you know, a lot of people that, that we talk to that are kind of new to this, well, they, uh, there's the, the cliche, uh, assumption that there's like producers sitting in the back room of every film festival, like just waiting to <laughs> yeah. just accost you with I have financing. all this money. I just need to find someone to give it to. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, <laughs> For us, going to film festivals is usually more about networking. And then yeah. it, for me, usually since 
since I'm in the film, it's like I, from a writer's perspective and then from the actor's perspective, I want to know that I did my job or did I do my job? How close did I get to that based on the audience's reaction? And you can only get that in a film festival because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, theater's not playing our stuff. So, you know, we, we <laughs> basically have to, you know, we, we always, we're, we're the creeps sitting in the back of the room and I'm just like looking at everybody. Are they going to laugh when I wanted them to or did they get this moment yeah. or did this moment hit right as an actor? Did I do X, Y, and Z? Um, exactly. and then, and then I'm good, you know, it's just like, uh, usually I have my critiques before you even get there where I'm like, I hate this scene. I hate the way mm -hmm. I played this, but it's done. Yeah. And, and I have to learn that lesson and move on. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wondered what your experience was because, uh, film festivals for us are like, they're great when they're good. Uh, but it's, mm -hmm. it's so much of it has become a business and, yeah. um, Every a lot single of people time. are trying to scam people. Yeah, it's a lot of scamming, and there's just so much nepotism in it <laughs> that I'm just yeah. like, look, you know, I'm glad that your friend made a film, but this film, felt like, people came from, like, traveled, you know, and submitted mm -hmm. their work, and, like, you're handing the awards to, like, this is interesting how, like, everyone you know is winning. Like, it's crazy how that's happening. <laughs> and... You know, those moments are like, ah, okay. Yeah. Well, this was a waste of $400 in lodging and gas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, also, the, the that little, like, uh, shirt that you did with the light bulb. Hmm. like that. Was oh, yeah, really, lightheaded. I just love stuff like that. I just watch stuff like that all day. I'm like, this is, it's, and it's like, it's something that we would watch that in a festival and be like, this was so clever. Yeah. I, I I thought it was clever when I thought of it. I was like, oh, because <laughs> I was I, I wanted to make like a because like we just got off the heels of making abduction, mm -hmm. which was 17 minutes long, took so long to make. And then, of course, like the footage, it was a lot of stress, but a lot of fun, obviously. And then I was like, let's just make a one minute thing real quick, you mm -hmm. know, and I was like, OK, what's the idea? And I'm I for some reason right now I'm obsessed with like cartoon, like like in real life, like mm -hmm. doing cartoonisms in real life. And so I thought it'd be funny if what would happen if somebody actually had a light bulb go off on top of their head, mm -hmm. I think they would start screaming, uh, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so that's where the idea came from. But I was like, well, that's just one noted. And like, you, you always want to have that extra little bit at the end where it's like, how, like, what, what was that idea for? Is like, Oh, like he, cause if, the short film is essentially like he gets the light bulb off. It goes into the trash can. It burns his house to the ground. But at the end, you find out that the idea that he had was to burn down his house for insurance fraud money. <laughs> you know? yeah. So that's all like that was the twist that I wanted because like you, you're always trying to like usually an idea doesn't like come good until I figure out what that ending is, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. where it's like hits home. Um, and... Uh, that one was uh, hard to shoot, too, because that was shot in January, and the house that we were filming in was the actor's, like, buddy's house that he built on his property, mm -hmm. and it didn't have any heat. Sweet. Ooh. And it was it was January, and this was in Ohio, and... Isn't he, like, in a um, tank top or something? No, he's not. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. He was, was in a sweater. He was in a sweater? Okay. I'm, I don't know why I was picturing him being in like a short sleeve or something. And I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> but even without a jacket, if it's cold. Yeah, it was freezing in there. and uh, <laughs> But we, we got it done. It was good. The fire was fake too, so we didn't even have like real warmth. Yeah. 
the one time you would have actually been like, you know yeah, what? Right. A practical effect yeah. <laughs> would be really <laughs> wonderful here. We, we should set this house on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those things are like, like, look, you have to push through them, right? We always say, like, it's uh, indie, you have to, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And feel like it's, it's ironic, right? Once you get to like, uh, you look at something like, um, uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, plunging into icy water and it's like oh you know this is the 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 sacrifice that he's made but it always seems like yeah that's a choice right that's like a, that's like like an added moment to that production value but when you're on a lower level it's like no we're all freezing just so you know like this isn't an we're not going to get artistic credit for this yeah it's just cold <laughs> and like please make sure that your boots are going to be able to maintain snow and, but i always do try to keep that in mind not just for the crew i'm not gonna lie but also for myself like i just don't want to be cold and uncomfortable as an actor so you know it doesn't make yeah. sense for like our boom operator or gaffers to be standing there freezing or my actors to be really uncomfortable um sometimes there's no way around it though but um yeah that's the thing as i've gotten like as i've done this more and more i'm like whenever people like i see some people like shooting really late nights and like doing yeah. stuff like that where i'm like like, I don't even want to do that. And like, even if it was for a thing that I cared about, I want to go to bed and I want to go to bed at a reasonable time. And it's just like, <laughs> I love so you like, so why much for that. <laughs> why would a crew want to do that for something that they don't care as much about? You know? Like yeah. some, some, some of the crew is like really excited to be there, of course, but there, you know, there, there's always a couple crew members where you're like they they don't want to be here yeah <laughs> but yeah uh which it's fun because like all i do to make sure that crew members are happy is obviously uh try to pay them uh but <laughs> but they try uh have food yes. and make sure that they're comfortable and no like if they are working for free like make sure like they're not working that hard because it's free right yeah. uh labor and also you being energetic, like as a director, like uh, if I am like liking what I'm doing and I'm excited about what I'm making, which I usually am, it's not usually a ruse, but that usually helps people oh, yeah. get mm -hmm. on board where they see my excitement about this shot or they see my excitement about how that actor did that thing. They're usually like, oh, cool. Like we, I get to help out my friend, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that helps, you know, and and, and that's usually... You know, I finished the films, uh, so yeah. that works. <laughs> yeah, the the um, nobody's going to care about a film that they don't think the director cares about or the creators, whoever that mm -hmm. may be, care about. And so, like that that mentality is is so important in um, setting the kind of uh, tone on set for for all that. I know with, uh, one of our previous shoots, we were like living in this old house together with the whole cast and crew, like sleeping there and stuff, and. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to keep the mood light and you have to keep the energy up and, and you have to make people feel like they have a stake in it as well. You know, like letting yeah. the actors or whoever know that their input is is definitely valuable, although it, whether it may or may not be serviceable to the script, it's it's very important that they that they feel that. And, you know, you, you usually can figure that out when you're. You know, when you're when you're um, crewing up or, or you know, uh, auditioning, you can kind of see who fits your vibe and kind of who who kind of like is going to work well on set and have fun. 
Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's good to have a good vibe on set. That's probably one of the main things to have mm-hmm. a good film production is making sure the people there are into it and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% understand not filming at crazy times. I mean, when we first yeah. met and we were making films together, uh, back when we were still mm-hmm. youths, you know, we uh, we were able to, you know, like we didn't even think twice about it. I was just talking about this the other day. I'm like, my God, we used to like start filming at like nine o'clock at night. We'd film till like three o'clock in the morning. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're in our 40s now. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like Listen, I want to be like in my pajamas, preferably by 9 p.m. I would like to be done with whatever we're doing. Yeah. I want to be showered and in my jammies by 9. Like, I don't want to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. Everybody's tired. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious how, and it's very cliche, but I'm curious how you got into this. I know you said you went to um, the University in Ohio. Um, like, what, what prompted your interest in, in filmmaking? Um. So I started when I was like nine, um, and oh, you're one I of those think, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so uh, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I was, I was and then pretty I annoying at a video to my store friends. And then... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I wrote Reservoir Dogs, yeah. um, or whatever he wrote. What was that? I forget. Anyway, I'm sorry, Quentin Tarantino fans. Uh, I didn't know the facts, uh, but. I started when I was nine at a video store. No. Uh, I, started when I, was... <laughs> I was like, wait I, a minute, I, what? <laughs> child labor. No, I love actually, it. one of, okay, like a backstory about me is that my first house that I grew up with, we had a Hollywood video, which is like a blockbuster, right, um, right next to my house, like walkable, like a couple blocks down. And I, we had like this deal where we got like a movie every two days or something, like three movies every two days. And I, like we had my two sisters, my, so they had a movie together and then my mom and dad, and then I got my own movie. And so that was a huge thing uh, for me growing up. And that, and then YouTube started becoming really popular. And so Freddie Wong, as I aforementioned, Film Riot, uh, and Corridor Digital, those people inspired me. And weirdly enough, like the first video I ever made was called The Colin Black Show. And it was, I was really into it because I wanted to make something. Uh, it was on MTV called uh, The Andy Milanakis Show. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and when I was, I watched that and I was really inspired by it. So I made The Colin Black Show, which I, I think is gone forever. There's no traces of it. But uh challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I made that and then I so I was really into making stuff. It didn't really become like it I was starting off as somebody who wanted to make videos on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know where it switched, where it was like I want to make films. But yeah. it, it happened somewhere along the line. And um I think one of the biggest inspirations was Indiana Jones when I had a box set and there was three movies at the time. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull hadn't came out yet. Um, and there was a fourth. ever came out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I actually just rewatched it. It's I not actually as haven't bad. watched it, so I can't. I just like, You're to, just being I just like to troll, yeah. <laughs> I Okay, well, I recently watched Kingdom of Crystal Skull and it wasn't as bad as I thought 
remembered it to being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think YouTube and like the internet told me to be a little bit more mean to it. Yeah, yeah. that uh, happens. <laughs> but um, the nostalgia critic told me to say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and there was a fourth DVD in the DVD box set, and it was a behind-the-scenes box set. And I, I watched it over and over again of, like, how they did stuff. Like, one of my favorite examples is, like, in the third movie, um, they they couldn't – you can't train seagulls to do anything. And they had to have a scene where Sean Connery is, like, with the umbrella, like, scaring off the seagulls. Mm-hmm. But they But to fake the seagulls – they just made a bunch of puppets of seagulls, but then inside the seagull puppets were pigeons. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, that's genius. And yeah. that like was one of those things that like started my like, oh, that's fun. And, you know, I made like stop motion animations. I was inspired by a lot like uh, yeah. growing up and uh, it was, you know, so that's how I got started. And then. I kind of just kept doing it and kept doing it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm okay at this." Uh, uh, last year, uh, so. <laughs> yesterday, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yesterday. I okay, I'm not good at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you you always double guess, but double guess yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. Um, second, but guess. second guess. That's yeah. the double Whatever. second. Yeah. Double is two, so yeah. you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i yeah that's kind of how i got started uh and i also had a lovely father who supported me throughout the way which was which was nice that's awesome uh, yeah i was uh, not always... financially <laughs> yeah 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 we're, we're uh, i'm we still rich fathers? i'm still waiting for some rich family member to pop up out of somewhere and yeah. be like hey yeah uh, my my dad works at a toilet paper factory <laughs> does he really uh, yeah, he works a he's a forklift driver, certified forklift driver. So, Thanks. ladies, he's married. So uh, yeah. Well, hey, toilet paper business, is massively important. Yeah. First thing to go, yeah. okay. thing to go when there's if a there's crisis. If anything this pandemic has taught us is how precious toilet paper is. So, <laughs> yes, I wouldn't scoff that at that at all. Um, yes. He's <laughs> putting in the overtime. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was o- I was always a, a a temple of doomer as a kid that was like me too big that like when everyone's like which is your favorite i feel, I feel like not many people say temple of doom and i'm like why does nobody like temple of doom like that was always my favorite one i've watched that it movie was so many times me too like I, I i'm glad somebody said it because that was my favorite i mean i love short round yeah i loved how dark it was you know and i i just dug the the where it was because it was so different compared to the other yeah. two because the other two are just like nazis yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was it. It was the least Indiana Jonesy of the Indiana Jones movies, I guess. But it's the one that I loved the most. I don't know. Like I still, if that movie's on, even still, like I'm like, well, I guess I have to watch this now and just recite yeah. all of the dialogue like an annoying person. But um, I watched that so much as a kid, and um, you know, just remember just like sitting there, like of course, like not uh, feeding into the cliche at the time, like, oh, my God, this is what foreign people actually eat at a table. Like, that must be what it's like there. Um, and then as an adult being like, oh, OK, I see what's happening here. But my favorite was um, the Indiana Jones stunt show at Walt Disney World. That's my favorite. That was not my favorite. No, it wasn't at Disney World, by the way. That was at Universal. Universal. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. still my favorite. Uh, um, I, I just, uh, yeah, like, I, well, I, you know, as a kid, it was like, because I, 
I watched, you know, Faces of Death and I knew that all of that stuff was mm -hmm. staged despite, you know, people still swearing that a lot of it was real. Um, you know, that scene just was just like, oh, my God, how did they get all the snakes to come out of that? Did the worms come out of there? And then they took the head off of the monkey. And, you know, uh, just like so much of it was it's just nostalgic, I guess. I don't know. I've watched the others, yeah. but not nearly as much in that. So I'm glad that you like that one, too, because that's my yeah. favorite. I'm I'm a huge fan of practical effects. Like, even though like I'm a like a lot of my TikTok is visual effects mm -hmm. based, you know. I'm like my top favorite movies are like The Thing and Little Shop of Horrors and stuff like that. Yes. Where and I re <laughs> recently realized like, oh, it's be I think I might like it because of the practical effects, but like it's you know, and of course, Abduction Production had its fair share of practical effects, like practical UFOs and stuff that I made, which was so much fun to make. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I even like to make the TV look like it was like, uh, like actual TV. I put, like, I found an old TV and I hooked up my computer to the old TV and I put that over top of the TV, which couldn't turn on mm. uh, in the thing, just to get that realistic look yeah. of yeah. A, a TV in the film. And, and even stuff like that, where I, I call them side quests, where I just like go, oh, I want to do this thing. And then, you know, mm -hmm. that that's always the fun part of filmmaking for me is just like making those little things and having, you know, a lot of fun. And like VFX gives me that same piece of nostalgia because... Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're. It's one or the other, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's um, you can have because like some things look like shit practically, or like they, um, literally, you know, it's just impossible. Right. So it's yeah. okay to have visual effects, and I don't know. Some people are scared of visual effects, and I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think has its place. Think, yeah, it's just more any, like everything has its place. Yeah, any good visual effects will, needs to have an element of practical to sell it. You know, there's just. Uh, yeah, or at least obvious, reference. Yeah, there's obviously cases in which that's not true, but for the most part, you know, if you have an explosion or whatever it is, if you can simulate the light or whatever it is to to yeah, you know, to add, add as much practical uh, elements as possible within the shot, that's yeah, gonna make a better bit. And I, I find that to be true, or a lot of filmmakers that have a, a VFX background find themselves drawn to like practical effects which i find very interesting yeah like in uh lightheaded um the whenever the the little trash bin was burning you actually can see like a little wire in the background and that's the wire to the um the fog machine that's right behind the trash bin that's mm -hmm. shooting smoke into the trash can and then we put a little one of those like a little aperture mc lights mm -hmm. in the trash can and on fire mode, of course. And just that little added extra of adding that real light, adding that real smoke made that shot look way more realistic than just going like, okay, the 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 geniuses, the the uh they'll they'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. It's always knowing your tools and knowing how like what makes it the best is you know, you have to like that's why it's so important as a grill filmmaker to know like every little job because it's you know you'll save money you'll save time if you know like the tricks to mm -hmm. make something look good yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, it's so, and we talk about it all the time where it's, you know, having to wear all those hats is so daunting and so um, difficult, but as you progress and are able to bring other people on, it just helps you communicate with these different departments and helps you kind of like, um, you know, work with people better because you know, you're you're probably, you're certainly not going to be better than them at sound or, you know, whatever department it is, but at least you can talk the language and you can express to them what it is that Mm -hmm. you need to, to tell the story much better, you know? Exactly. Um, it also helps you figure out the budget too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like how much you're going to spend on something. And, you know, I, I think that's one thing that I'm pretty good at is having a really low budget, but making it like stretching it out to make Mm -hmm. it seem, I was talking to somebody recently and I watched their short film and I was like, wow, this looks fantastic. And he was like, yeah, this seems like really cheap for what, like, this looks really expensive for how much we spent. And I was like, oh, how much you spent? He's like 30,000. I went, yeah. I love those numbers. Oh my goodness. I love those numbers that, um, I don't think, I think think you're you're like, you're our our Ohio twin because we've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for all the people we have on the show and we've had guests on the show that I'm like, there's no way they're going to come on the show and they do. And it's amazing. Um, but it's always so like, it's just (laughs) shattering when someone's like, well, we had like this really low budget and you know, we only had like $50,000 and I'm like, you only only had $400,000 for this. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can make 12 films with (laughs) $400,000. Like, uh, you know, and I mean, that's great, but it's just like Mm -hmm. shit. You know I mean? (laughs) 40,000 I don't but I mean I will say that we've learned going along we've we hit this point where it's like this sad realization that we can't make things for as cheaply as we used to because we had to start respecting people's time and talent and you know Mm -hmm. in the beginning it was like yeah well we we didn't have to to, but we decided to (laughs) Uh, but you know in the beginning we we had a lot more friends that were kind of doing this yeah. with us. Here, stand, and stand over there and hold the yeah. boom, mic, boom mic and point it at and that person. And point it at that, yeah. that person over there. And then once we yeah. actually got a sound person, we were like, this is great, but now we can never go back. And yeah. so the days of just like handing a boom pole to somebody and being like pointed over there, those days are over. And, and, and sound people are so expensive. So it's just like, yeah, that's like our buddy. whole budget right now is just running sound at this point because everyone else we can kind of maneuver like, hey, move that light, move this pole over, mm. you know, get, get, but a sound is just like, well, we're not going to get that quality unless we have somebody who knows what they're doing. And if we're shooting for four or five days and they their rate is 700 a day, that's more than yeah. the whole budget you know, for the whole damn film. So I guess like 40,000 now. Doesn't really sound like as much as it did to yeah. me, maybe just a couple of years ago, but it is still, you know, we still realize well, like, it's interesting a lot the way of money. budgets exactly. work because it's, you know, uh, so much of a budget a lot of times isn't, isn't something that is directly reflected on the screen, right? So, you know, it's, you're paying your housing, you're reimbursing for travel and all this stuff. And then if you're able to do a lot of stuff yourself competently, then you can save money there. So I think, you know, we've done so many films and, and having people say, assume that we, it costs a lot more and seeing films that cost a lot more, which the production value maybe wasn't as high as it should have been or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I just feel like budget numbers within a certain range, obviously are kind of just, 
like arbitrary. You know, you could tell someone we've spent twenty thousand on a film or thirty thousand on a film, but those two numbers are, to me, when I'm watching something, those two numbers are. There's no there's no difference that I'm going to see on 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 screen. I don't think from from the difference of those two things. Um, yeah. You know, so I think it's 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 kind of interesting to see how all of that plays out because that's always you know the first couple questions it's like what did you shoot on how much did it cost how long did it take mm-hmm. like all those questions and um i don't know i just i i i i'm fascinated by that kind of um the exploration of that and like where all the funds actually go not that people are lying but just like what are they literally spending it on um and yeah. how that is reflected on the final product you know yeah and and i guess i save a lot of money because I do I can wear so many hats yeah, same and, with us, yeah. you know specifically in post-production like I, I with this last this one I'm making right now it's called sleeping with clouds and I think there's 222 visual effect shots in the whole thing mm-hmm. and and having to do color and sound and I'm not composing it but uh, having to do all that, I'm like, uh, I probably should hire somebody to, <laughs> to split yeah. this work up because it's exhausting. Like, especially sound for me. Like, I'm, because like for me, sound is like so important. Like, when yeah, somebody, yeah. everyone makes fun of me because when I'm directing, I direct in sound effects where I'm like, you go over there and you go, and then you, yeah. Poo, and, yeah. and they're like, and most of the time people get what I'm saying, but like a lot of people make fun of me for, Especially when I'm directing, uh, there there's a scene in it where like they, they have like a little fight and like I'm like <laughs> everything I was saying was like and then you go pop poop pop and <laughs> yeah. and they they make fun of me for that but like it, it just I said bam puts... pow bam not pow bam pow <laughs> not... Jesus <laughs> what the hell are you thinking <laughs> and so you know sound effects are always that thing in the forefront you know, and sound is always, and editing is all like, I, I direct for the edit and I direct for the sound because they're really important to me. Uh, and whenever I'm like, okay, I have to add this sound effect, this, uh, (laughs) okay. Now I gotta go Foley this thing. I get exhausted doing that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's never as good. It's the, I, I always say like, it's the main thing when we go to festivals and we sit down and I'm just like, if I can't hear this movie, I can't hear the dialogue. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how good the script was. I don't, I mean, we, I was, uh, we, we let losses roll off our back. I don't care. Cause we're completely pessimistic people. So we're like, of course we lost whatever. Let's go home. Uh, but <laughs> what we did lose recently to a film that you literally couldn't hear the dialogue. And I just turned to him and I was like, should we give up? <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> are we done here? Because oh, like, I remember during, maybe, maybe they don't care about audio. like during Did the it... film. Well, I mean, of course, ironically, we found, we found out that this person was local to the place at the fest and they were friends with yeah. them. And I'm like, oh, they won. But I mean, in the, like during the film, I leaned over and I just said to him, I can't hear anything that this fucking woman is saying. Can you hear anything? And he's like, I can't hear anything. I was like, you can't hear anything. Like, And then they, they even addressed that. Like in the in the the Q and A, like oh you know we ran into issues with the sound. I'm like yeah you did, you know. And the, so when they won, I'm like what? You know, I mean it's all it's all about the story. We can't even hear the story. I can't hear the fucking story. Yeah, but that, that's my emotional weight thing. resonated with yes, me. Yes, so that's it what fine. it was. Yeah. The emotional weight resonated. That's what it is. The, the that's breath. why we lost. But you know, it's I mean, always 
it's just it's frustrating, you know, but like and granted, we didn't have the most amazing sound in the world, but we also didn't have any help. Like it was just the two of yeah. us. And I had to act to a, a CG robot that wasn't even there yet. So, you know, it's like I have to stay <laughs> in, you know, in, in this area That's because hard. the boom mic can't move and I don't have anybody that can move with me and I'm having to act mm-hmm. physically. And it's like, OK, how do I act with my arms and then not move out of this like six inch you know area of the mic? Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I was a little miffed at that. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, sound—it's. It, so I'm a star. I was, yeah. You understand? Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, God, that, like the pearl audio. You have to. You have to take, like, you have to take sound into consideration. Mm-hmm. I'd like the. You can it's, have the most amazing wardrobe and location, but if your mm-hmm. audio is off, you're gonna lose people. Exactly. It's it's a hundred percent right. Um, uh, audio like. And it's all like whenever I'm at a film festival and like a thing wins and it's and they're always like, oh, it's all the judges are always. It's all about the story. It's all about the story. I'm like, that had the worst story. It just looked pretty. (laughs) Yeah. What are you talking about? Story. That thing looked pretty like they shot on an Ari Alexa. Everyone shoots at an Ari Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. You get in every film festival. They shot on an an Ari. You'll get in everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, li- literally, I was just like, they, they had the, they didn't even have a story. It's just about a guy going to a coffee shop and then yeah. like crying. Uh, yeah. And, like, especially well, for like me who makes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, uh, it, for, for the, for your toilet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that was a joke. That was a comedy joke. But also uh, true. <laughs> yes. Uh, see, I'm using uh, real life experiences to yes, uh, yes. make comedy. Uh, I'm like, I'm like Mel Brooks, everyone. We're, we're um, bringing IBS into comedy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, because I, BS, uh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, no, but since, because I make like comedies and stuff, I usually lose out to dramas. Like it's just how it goes. Uh, but it's in film festivals specifically, but you know, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty been out of shape out of it. Oh no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, (laughs) but they, but it's always like, they they always talk about story. I was like, but they don't even have a freaking story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I, that's actually, always that's the thing I don't like about film festivals. Yeah, I at 100%. But you know, then it's It's just about it's a cinematography contest. Yes, it can be, absolutely. And I mean, it's like popularity and then also like with us mostly it was like red. You know, everybody was filming on a red. And when we say this, it's like no mm-hmm. shade to red. Listen, I would I would probably slap a nun for an Ari. Like I'm not saying that I we wouldn't love to have an Ari, but our thing is I have always slapped like a nun for less. Yeah. <laughs> I've slapped the nun for less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> the thing is always like okay, you have the Ari, but did you know how to use it? Because there was no mm. point. There was no, You didn't have the right lenses for this. Like you just like, it looks the like you have stock awful. footage. Yeah. The lighting is off. Everything's off. It just doesn't mm-hmm. look right. Um, and and so, you know, that was our thing where we would like years ago when that kind of started becoming popular, it was like you almost got into a film fest because you filmed on a red. And then we'd look at all the footage and we're like, is this really what this camera does? Because it's awful. And then we realized, oh, nobody's putting the money into the lenses. And, you know, it's a great camera, but you got to have the got to have great lenses. So you got to have great lenses and you got to have great lighting. Lighting Lighting is super important. Like set design as well. And the way the colors are playing with the frame, all that stuff is so much more important than what your sensor you're using. It's why I don't want the best sensor. I mean, that's kind of just baseline, whatever. We're going to buy whatever Mm -hmm. sensor we can afford. That's the best. But. You know, things that you can control are your framing, are your lighting, is your, mm-hmm. you know, 
color, you know, what colors you're using, all that stuff that you have ultimate control over. It does so much more work for your shot than a sensor does. That and, said, yeah. you know, we all want the be we all want an Ari, so it's like we're all gonna slap a nun for an Ari, but I mean, I literally slapped a nun for an Ari. I didn't get one. Oh, no. was um, it fun though? It, it, it was God's wrath. It was God's wrath. I mean, I, I it's like you get this Sony. I literally, I, <laughs> I literally stopped. Uh, I I stopped scripting exteriors at night because i was just like we don't have mm -hmm. the lighting for this like i just yeah. need to accept the fact that that beautiful that beautiful balloon lighting we don't have that yeah we don't know anybody that's going to lend it to us to do day for night and i refuse to do day for night unless i have jordan peele cinematographer which we yeah. don't so <laughs> yeah. you uh, have to have the you have to have the infrared camera you need an infrared camera, camera exactly yeah. uh, so it's yeah. like uh, i slap a couple nuns for them i yeah. I, I gotta <laughs> slap the whole parish for that yeah. but um i just like you know it was just like finally going like okay i would love this scene to be at night in fact our last film that was just in the film fest was supposed to be at night and then he did test yeah. he did test lighting and i looked at it and i said i hate that <laughs> i yeah. hate everything about it it looks awful and he's like well this is all that our lights can handle in pitch black so yeah. I was like, all right, I we, guess I won't be writing anything at night because that was my we're not, pitch to buy more lights. We're not way. doing ourselves any justice. <laughs> um, I yeah. did have a question. I wanted to go back. You had mentioned Little yeah, sure. Shop of Horrors. This yeah. is a film that's near and dear to my heart. I absolutely it love is. this. Movie. I love that film. My my question is, did you were you introduced to the original ending or to the released ending? The released ending. So the ending so, where. They, they hold hands yes. and they go into the house, right? So can I just tell you, I grew up with that ending. Uh, yeah. I did not learn until literally weeks ago that it didn't end that way. Oh, and, weeks ago? Yeah. And, and I'm surprised <laughs> because I'm like, you know, I'm an annoying, like, I hate using the term cinephile. That's so pretentious and fucking obnoxious. But like, <laughs> I, I <am>. know, <laughs> I know, like, I, you know, I, I know a lot of shit about the films that I, I've watched and stuff and for some reason sure. that fact slipped past me 42 years on earth <laughs> and i was watching because i i like to watch reaction videos because i always yeah. like it's like the writer's side that's like i want to see how people react to those twists you know like did these people get it? Did they, these people, I tend to like the same types of movies as them. Did do, How are they going to react to this? And I was watching it and I'm like, what in the fresh hell is happening right now? Because it was the original ending that hadn't been released initially. And I was like, wait, what is going on? Like when the agents like come out, effect. like yeah. those agents come out to talk to him in the back and I'm like, this is, what is it? Is this a deleted scene? Like there was never any agents. To get out to talk to and then I'm looking it up and I was like, son of a bitch. I can't believe as a pessimistic person, I probably would have loved that ending as a kid, but I got the happy yeah. one. And uh, I'm I was a little you bit want the happy. I was a little bit crushed because yeah. I was just like, oh, man, how like how would I have felt about this movie if I knew how it really ended? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but That's how I, I do. felt when I saw the alternate endings for like Army of Darkness. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Army of Darkness. I I wish they did that because then we would have gotten another movie where Bruce Campbell was in the future fighting yeah. uh, deadite robots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. 
Army of Darkness is also another one of my favorite films of all time, Same. and that has a lot of practical effects in it. Yeah, Evil yeah. Dead Two was was my first foray into that series. I started on the second one. Evil Dead Two was his Indiana Jones. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> that was probably the movie that inspired me, and I was like, "Yep, this is this is what I want to do." This is it. I didn't actually get to watch Evil not get, but like I didn't watch them until like three, four years ago. Hmm. And after I watched, I was like, "Dang." I wish it, this formed my childhood. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of films that I'm like, I wish I watched it as a kid because I feel like I would have changed as a person. Yeah. Uh, I watched in a good two, way. three, and then one in that order. It was weird. They're uh, very different. Yeah. I mean, I two know is just stuff. one over again. Yeah. But well, yeah, uh, but it has, it has like, it's the... He just leaned into the, the, the comedy. The comedy more, more yeah. 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 And then three is, is just completely different, but... Um, yeah, I still well, good. I mean, and in speaking of practical effects, like I still look at, you know, Audrey two as a puppet, and oh I'm like, goodness, it's yeah. still amazing. It's still yeah. amazing. Like you look at how glossy, yeah, you know, the 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 it looks everything in the mouth. It looks just gross and and fantastic, and even just like you know the tongue being made the out movement. of plant and the movement yeah. and the movement was amazing. You know, so it's just like yeah. those things. Those things are are again. Everything has its place and. Um, we went to a, actually the, the horror convention that, uh, Paul was supposed to talk to Bruce Campbell at, but froze. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, we, get him on the podcast. He would die. I would yeah. probably die as well. I'm not going to lie. I love Bruce Campbell as well, but he really <laughs> loves Bruce Campbell. But, um, we, we yeah, walked I don't, in... I don't subscribe to like fandom and all that crap, but when it comes to Bruce is your certain people, I'm like total fanboy. Yeah. Um, we walked into a yeah. room and I was heartbroken that in the corner was tom savini sitting with nobody and there was no line for his table and no one in the room Mm -hmm. seemed to know who he was and i think i'm just looking at paul and i'm like are you kidding me right now like that's i mean tom savini i i remember when i wanted to go to school for makeup initially in the 90s you know his school was only in la the one in pennsylvania hadn't opened yet and you yeah. know, it was just such a massive thing, and I I didn't get to go because I didn't you know I wasn't able to get to California. We didn't have money like that, but uh, it yeah. was just so sad. Like I was just like, just I wanted to just get in the middle of the room. Like, do you people realize oh, yeah. that is Tom fucking You're in Savini? the presence of greatness here. <laughs> like, do you know how much practical you know effects and makeup this man has yeah. has has molded the horror genre? You know, and everyone's just like walking right by him. And I was like, this Plus, is Plus, he sad. had a gun crotch, okay? <laughs> he was sex machine. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, another good movie, Just Till Dawn. It's good, yeah. just good practical work. And... Yeah. That that movie, I, I actually watched that movie knowing nothing mm-hmm. about the ending. Oh. Yeah, whatever that... Whatever, I whatever that third act showed up when it just turns into a completely different movie, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Which yeah. is great. It was great. Like, I love that I didn't, like, I'm sure that turned, because, like, the first half is, like, this drama, you know, this, like, crime drama, mm-hmm. and then, like, becomes a B-movie vampire film, yeah. and I'm like, this is, this is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't make stuff you, like you get that the anymore. Best of us. Yeah. Nobody makes stuff no, because, like that anymore. Because the studio's too scared to do anything that's, uh, Different. you know, yeah. that yeah. might was it a that book might then no yeah <laughs> was it a book first forget it uh although yeah. those can be great still but it's yeah, just oh yeah. uh yeah it, it's funny to me how like things that that the studios seem to be so 
um, hesitant to actually back always wind up becoming like when they get made still, regardless, they become cult followings. So yeah. it's like, don't you think you would like you see a pattern here? You know, yeah. Like maybe just like let <laughs> yeah. let this happen. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, now that's all reserved. Well, for, uh, it's and it's starting to change even a little bit. But you know that that type of those types of films were reserved for like the million dollar budgets where where you get people like Jordan Peele or whatever that are going to take chances, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll pay off. So people like Blumhouse and and A twenty four to a certain degree those. They're still like allowing a lot of freedom, but I, you know, I always say like, Star Wars is great and fun, and I'll always watch them and Marvel and blah blah blah. But who's gonna make the next Star Wars? You know, if if all we're doing is if like remaking have... stuff, I I personally believe that there's room for all of it. There's room for Star Wars and Marvel and indie films and new yeah. big budget films. I feel mm-hmm. like there's no reason that all of this stuff can't coexist in this world because there's so many people and there's so much media to be consumed. I feel like yeah. all that stuff is, but so everything is based on a comic book or a book or whatever. And I like to see what, and no shade to authors, obviously, but you know, I'd like to see filmmakers <laughs> be able to kind of take the reins. Actually and, all shade to authors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, oh, you, you, you think right you're better shade. than me? Cause you can, you, you can, can write, write words in long form. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Try doing that in script form. Yeah. Douche. You think you uh, could write but... a thousand pages? Try writing a, a hundred and twenty pages of highly <laughs> spaced, using... in large font. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> using the save the cat method. Uh... Yeah. In, in three acts, in always. Papyrus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we... try writing a log line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can we can rant forever. Um, we we're we're gonna have the the links to to all of your work. Obviously, if if anyone listening hasn't already checked checked out Colin's work, uh, we will have the links for everything. And um, what 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 are you gonna be working on next that we can look forward to? Um, right now I'm working on Sleeping with Clouds, which is just a short film about uh, two people who um find their bed mysterious, like who have a one night stand who find their bed mysteriously floating into the sky. Uh, which is just kind of like this fun little comedy fantasy short. And uh, I'm almost done with it, like 90% done. So it should be coming out uh, either end of this year, beginning of next year, depending on how I want to do the film festival stuff. But but I'm proud of it, so be be looking for that. Yeah, Sounds like a sequel to Bedknobs and Broomsticks, am I right? (laughs) 90s kids, where are you? No? Okay. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it is a sequel. Uh, you got him. You got yeah. him. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you got me. No <laughs> cartoons in it. Okay, fine. Well, we will absolutely be looking out for that. Um, sure. That that sounds pretty cool. We we always like watching your work and and watching your tutorials and things. And uh, we hope that you'll come back on when that's done. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'll be happy to be back. Great. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was Colin Black. Colin Black. That's a good name. It's a good solid name, Colin Black. Very indish. I think we've had three Collins on the show actually yeah. now. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna have links to all his work. You can check all his stuff out if you haven't already. Really, really good resource for indie filmmaking. Like yes, right. Again, again, just like with film, right? And that I hate to keep using that example, but it was. I'm just, sure he loves it. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, he's, he's like, I am my own person. I know. I don't want to, <laughs> but it's just, it's so. 
it's so helpful. It's so helpful yeah. to have somebody that's like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And and that it isn't like a, a four hour tutorial yeah. because people are just going to be like, well, it's the thing. It. I mean, he met, he touched on it a little when we were chatting, but it's like the gatekeeping. And I feel like people don't realize that you, 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 people want to hold on to information because it feels like they, they it feels like it, they, it makes them more valuable because they feel like they know something that everybody else doesn't when in reality you're more valuable um, when you are able to show other people how to do things and, and teach and, and, you know, um, I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. And he was super responsive, which I always appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> It was like on his emails, like boom, boom, boom. And he's got a lot of shit going on. So he could have been like, uh, who are you again? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So well, he says he's got a lot going on, but who knows? You jerk. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, no, like his stuff is so cool. And I, it I, is. we can't wait to see his uh, like, I love like when we get to talk to new people and I get to follow like their work now, like, oh, what are they doing next? I wonder what yeah. I have to like kind of go back on our guests to be like, that's right. They were working on something I wanted to see and like go see if they finished it. Yeah. Um, so we'll hopefully talk with him again. And, uh, you know, maybe you guys can have like a, a VFX like showdown. No, could film something. Oh, shit. Well, a collaboration then. Yeah. It's always a showdown, even no. when it's a collab. <laughs> yeah. Two of two VFX artists walk into a room. <laughs> yeah. You have a forty-eight hour off. Who comes out? Who comes out alive? Yeah. Uh, and I'm over here like, how do you turn the computer on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, my no. file disappeared. We thank him very much for coming on. Uh, next week we are going to review. Don't worry, darling. Um, we did already see this. I really want to talk about this, but we're not gonna, I'm going to save it for the show. I'm curious if anybody else out there has seen it. Uh, we did talk about the film when the, the, the drama, the, the was controversy happening. was going yeah. around. Um, but I did want to see it because we always uh, like to support Le, the Le Pew. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Let's see what everybody thought. Florence, pew, 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 pew. And we're adults and shout outs. Mograph. To Thank Mograph. you. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Just come back next week, see what we're up to or not, and go check out Colin's work. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.